welcome back to the show. Dr. Melissa here, and I'm excited to share today's episode, which is with Vanessa, who is going to be explaining her experience with the itchy, scaly skin condition known as psoriasis. So she'll walk us through the conflict and what happened and her insights and what she has done to change her experience and change her physical expression of the skin condition. So I think you guys are going to really like this one. So here is the episode. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to my channel. Today, we are interviewing Vanessa, who has some really cool resolution stories to share with us. And so I wanted to bring her on so she could kind of walk us through her journey with GNM, understanding the, the idea and then actually kind of practically implementing what it looked like to resolve some psoriasis and some skin issues that were pretty persistent for a while. So welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been um, a really mind blowing journey. I was just I was just sharing some of it with um, another friend yesterday um, and was just thinking like, yeah, it's been amazing to, I don't know, just like learn things and then and watch things unfold in, in this very kind of like logical, sensical way. Yes, very cool. So tell us about when your symptoms first began, what they were, and kind of how you came to make the connection that it had something to do with internal conflicts. Uh, yeah, so I I realized, um, so my, my, I guess my main, my big skin condition is psoriasis, which I developed in 2018. Um, but then when I after I learned about GNM and was kind of, you know, like trying to look backward, discover what my original conflict was, I, I thought back and, and maybe the, um, the session I did with you prompted it too, because you had that really in-depth um, personal history questionnaire that I filled out. And I, I realized that I have had kind of a number of different skin related issues um, and, you know, thinking about it now, it makes a lot of sense because I am very sensitive. I love being close to people. I love, I have like a strong, like a, a grow strong attachments to people. And, um, I'm very, you know, I can be very emotional and sensitive to being separated. So, um, I thought that was really cool to just kind of have like a big picture look at things, but, um, for, psoriasis, which is, which is what I was, um, in part hoping to find answers from GNM from was, uh, yeah, I, I developed it in 2018. It began on my right knee after I had fallen and scraped my knee. And, um, it just started as kind of like small scaly dry patches. And yeah, like I said, so this was kind of late I think in the fall of 2018 and then over the course of 2019, it developed a little more. I noticed it a little bit on my other knee. I noticed a little bit on my elbows and a little bit on my scalp. And then, um, and I just didn't really think that much of it. I just figured, you know, oh, my skin is dry or like, oh, maybe I have developed like a late in life gluten allergy or something like, you know, I just, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't especially painful and it wasn't especially hideous, I guess. So I wasn't, I was like, oh, I'll just wear pants or oh, I'll just, you know, exfoliate more or whatever, um, get some dandruff shampoo. And then in 2020, <clears throat> I think because of the isolation and just the general stress and like scary stuff constantly being said and talked about, um, it really, it really peaked then. Um, and it was like completely covered both kneecaps, completely covered both elbows. My entire scalp was like, you know, when babies get that like cradle cap, it was like completely covered. And um, I was getting patches on my arms, on my back, on my butt, on my legs. So like, it was really starting to um, like consume a lot of my, my skin surface area. And it did get to a point where it was becoming painful. Like the scales were becoming so thick and um, they would like pull up my skin and like the fresh skin would be underneath. And so it was, it did get to a point where it was kind of like, man, this is starting to bum me out a little bit. And like, I don't know uh, what's going on. And I had 
peripherally known that it was considered an autoimmune disease. I self-diagnosed myself, which I've done throughout my life a number of times. I've had experiences with doctors and hospitals where I'm like, maybe you know, maybe you don't. <laughs> so um, I did, though I did get it confirmed by a by a doctor later. But um, yeah, so I was just like, you know, what is this? There wasn't anything. There was no, there were no answers. There was it's incurable. There's no known cure, which like, I don't, ever since I was a kid, I just, and that never made sense to me. I'm like, if nature makes it, nature makes a cure for it. Like there's no, that's silly. Nature doesn't do silly things like that. Nature makes sense. Um, so I was just like, you know, my mind, like they haven't figured it out yet, or they're suppressing the cure or something like that. Um, and then it was kind of a, a mix between really starting to feel bummed out and affected by the symptoms themselves. And then that it just happened to kind of coincide timeline wise with the COVID vaccines coming out. And so I was doing a lot of vaccine research and because I was a little hesitant, I'm not really big into pharmaceuticals. And I just ended up stumbling upon um, GNM, like kind of doing some alternative research. I think I actually, I think I actually might have stumbled upon it specifically because I was doing a lot of vaccine research and talking about a lot of vaccine research and people who are my friends and family were like, please calm down. <laughs> and then I decided to look up, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just look up something else totally random to think about. And I looked up cancer isn't real. And that's how I found GNM. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. And so, you know, and in, in, in GNM, you start looking at the symptom and connecting it to, you know, the outer skin, the biological conflict is some type of separation conflict. So feeling separated from someone wanting to reestablish contact or wanting to push someone away. And then, you know, with psoriasis, it's layered. So you've got an active conflict and a conflict in healing. And it's just like, you know, keeps, you keep ripping off the scab somehow um, psychically, you know, so you keep reactivating the conflict outside of your consciousness. And so what did that look like to kind of start to bring into awareness, put the pieces together, see that there's something going on and something has ramped up obviously this year for it to be, you know, increasing the number of locations and the, the discomfort that I'm experiencing. So what kind of happened next in the story? So, um, yeah, so during that time where it was developing, um, my boyfriend and I at the time had broken up for like about a year and we had been been together for many years prior to that. Um, and we are back together now, but there was about a year period where we were broken up and I was very like, just like sad and like emotionally, like all over the place. I was hanging out with people that were not very good friends and like not not super good for me and um, I was just kind of like going with emotions and I think it's funny because now when I think back on those times I'm getting goosebumps I'm thinking when I think back on those times I think like in my mind the word that keeps coming up is torn like I was so torn I was so torn about you know like okay like I'm trying to live my own life and like make my own way but like this isn't really how I want to do it like I don't really think this is the specific path like even though it's being offered to me like these people supposedly like me and you know we can all be friends and whatever but it just didn't feel as good and didn't feel like I still I wanted the closeness of having friends and being social and like being around people and also, you know, or like find, finding some sort of comfort in, 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 you know, someone to fill in for James relationship wise. And, but I just always felt very torn. Like I always just felt like, oh, like, I don't like this lifestyle. I know James would not like this stuff that I'm like doing or these people that I'm hanging out with. And um, yeah, I think that that was, that was like a really big part of it. And there, and there was somebody, sorry, my cat's scratching herself right next to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was, there was one individual in particular who I spent a lot of time with, who I did have a lot of kind of like, mm, I like you, but I don't like, not really, not sure. And so, um, yeah. And I, and then I think during 2020, I was in San Francisco at the time. And so 
the social distancing was like very serious and everyone, all of my friends and family and everybody who I knew there was taking like very seriously. And so I didn't see anybody or like spend time with anyone or like hug anyone for a very long time when I was in San Francisco, which was like really depressing. Um, and so I think that that, that was like a huge factor. And like, I just wanted to be close to like so many different people. And I think that's why it was having this kind of like blown out effect. Like it was no longer just like this one person or like this group of people that I wanted to be separated from. But then I also wanted to be close to so many people too. So it was this constant, like you said, like building up and breaking down of like, I want to be close to this person, but I don't want to be close to that person. And like, that's the person who's close to me. And I would rather be close to this person over here. And so, yeah, there was definitely the, a, a, con a consistent like push pull element and then I think when I when I found GNM honestly I, I feel like when I even after reading about it not even before I even before I connected with you or spoke with you I felt like my my scalp skills like immediately started chilling out because I was really like like trying to figure this out like I need to figure these things out there's so many things I need to figure out right now and um yeah, I mean, there were so many, I had a lot of uh, mini or major resolutions, like just after reading, like, I think I watched the, the introduction to the five biological laws that, um, I can't remember her name, maybe it's Caroline or it's, uh, yeah, that, um, Dr. Hammer's like associate, um, made, she's, it's like an hour long lecture or something that totally blew my mind. And yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, the food I'm eating isn't making me fat. It's my mind. I'm like, the cigarettes I'm smoking aren't causing my lungs to do this thing. It's the fact that I'm scared, scaring myself of that cigarettes are killing me. And yeah, so it was just also weird. Like I had a bunch of things. Like I felt like I like lost some weight right away. Like I stopped, like I didn't have a cough anymore. Like there were like all these like things. I was like, oh wow, this is really, this is really crazy. Yeah. And then, and the scalp, the scalp stuff started receding right away. And then, um, I thought that that was really cool too, because I was like, oh, I was, James likes to call it having a helmet fire, but it's like, you know, like when you're just like the RPMs are going and, um, and you're so desperate to figure it out. And yeah, so, so that was like my first very like vivid experience with making, making a connection. And then like the, the symptoms starting to like immediately respond or you know go away which was crazy well yeah just even reading and seeing like yeah. the scratching the head I mean people get it I'm scratching my head to try to find the answer you know and so when you start finding like oh this makes sense to me <clears throat> this like this connects dots this is you know very logical this this mm -hmm. system makes sense I can see how it works I can see how you know I used to think that it worked it's like okay now I've got my 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 mind wrapped around this new idea and even immediately that the scalp psoriasis would just chill out there's yeah. no longer am I trying to like figure out what's going on with me, what's wrong with me, you know, and then obviously there were more layers to go as far as the origins and this push, push, pull. I love the way that you described and like mm -hmm. that, that word torn, you know, yeah. that does is it is a theme with psoriasis is I'm torn between wanting, not wanting, push, pull, want you close, want you away. Like there's layers to it. And so that, I feel like that word, you know, so for people listening, it's like, if psoriasis is your thing, you know, where in life, in what situations and what, what relationships do you feel torn? Yeah. And obviously 2020 was nuts <laughs> and this desire for closeness and everybody's kind of like gone wacko and can't come near you. I saw one of those pictures, you know, those, uh, people like hugging through plastic in 2020. And I'm just like, oh, that crazy. Happened. oh so my gosh. Crazy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so, so that's like 2020, you're starting to wrap your mind around mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. Catch us up with, you know, what happened from there and what allowed, you know, for these, how much longer the symptoms persisted on and off. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it's been interesting because I, I did, um, I felt like I, I was connecting who, who the conflict was with or the, the who, the different who's. Um, and I, I did have that part figured out, but I wasn't connecting. 
was, I think in my mind, I, I kept telling myself more like, you're okay now and you're fine and don't worry about it. Um, but it, there was no like real feeling of that maybe being true or something. And then I think because I, I was still living in San Francisco at that time and I was still like, I, I didn't, I didn't see or like hang out with those people. But I think like in the back of my mind, I think like the idea that I might run into them or the idea that like this or that might happen, I literally just got goosebumps again. And then, you know, I, um, I think that the, the symptoms like w did reduce like slightly, but then some, you know, they would appear, they would like, they would come back. And so, you know, I was like, I'm not sure. I feel like I figured it out, but clearly there's something else happening. And it wasn't until last year or last year I moved to um, Austin with my boyfriend, um, which is, it's been totally great here. Um, we love it here and we're big homebodies. Like we just, he is going to school. I work from home. So we're just like together all the time, all day, every day. It's like, me and my dog's favorite thing. We're like, look at us all together all the time. It's amazing. Um, and so I think that helped kind of generally reduce some symptoms as well, but they still, they still were there a bit. And then I was just in my closet one day putting clothes away. And I don't even think I was necessarily, I don't even know what I was thinking about, but it just the thought came to me that oh and it really was just like an aha like oh like realizing something that was already true almost like oh I'm never gonna be with those people in that in those types of situations again like I'm never I don't ever have to worry about being there and worrying about like being around those people like it's just not an issue and it, I was just like so sure of it I mean there was no because you know when sometimes you're trying to convince yourself you're trying to tell yourself something and then there are things that you just know you know you're like I, I know this is my hand like there's no question um and that's how it felt and this that was in February of this year um and immediately and it was like in the evening and I think James was already in bed but yeah it was in the evening I was putting some stuff away I had this thought and then immediately I had this sensation in my skin in the areas where the psoriasis was that felt like um, there. It felt like like electricity. That's the only way I can think of to describe it. Is like it was this like buzzing sensation, not super strong or anything, or not like you know uncomfortable. But it was just like very clearly there in those areas, like very strongly in my elbows and in my knees, especially because those were the biggest areas, and. I just thought like, oh my God, something is happening like that. I just, I, and I just knew like that was a big connection. Like that was something that was real. And I just went, I remember I laid in bed and I was like smiling, like, like in the dark, like by myself, I was just like, wow. I was like, oh my God, something is happening. And yeah, I just like told myself, I was like, just like keep like enjoying this feeling and like feeling good about it and accepting it. And like, yeah. And then, you know, in the weeks and months since, like, it's just been steadily and steadily and steadily reducing. And that has never happened before in the last, you know, five or however many years, yeah, five years. It's only ever, it's maybe receded a bit, but it's always come back after a certain period of time, usually like within a few days. Um, maybe the longest time I went with it being reduced was like a week or two. No, I don't even think it was that long. But um, yeah, it was just like so amazing. And then like, like it just started to like, just go away. Like I would wake up every day, every day. And I would, I was having some, um, some sweaty evenings. So I don't know if that was related to the skin or maybe I was also double resolving something else. But um, yeah, every morning I woke up, there was just like less, just like a little bit less. And like, every time I take a shower and exfoliate and like get out and, I was just like, oh my gosh, like there's areas on my shins that, um, that are like slightly, uh, they're a different color because it used to be like a huge scale that was there for like a year or two. And now it's just like nice, new, perfectly healthy skin. And it's like, yeah, so it's really exciting. So we're, we're still getting there. There's like, you know, there's still some, some stragglers, but I also think that I have 
I also think that I, I allowed like a, a little bit of a track to like come back in. Um, cause I think, well, and I think I'm doing it to myself and I think it's smoking. And I think I have like a, like a push pull with myself with the smoking and that, and that it's also tied into that original conflict because I was, I, I was surely smoking cigarettes that night because I, I was drinking and I always smoke cigarettes when I drink. So I think that's my last little thing, but so I'm, I'm, I've been experimenting with whether, um, I was joking with Jess from class. I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to like smoke my way out of it. I was like, I'm just going to keep smoking until they're not affecting me anymore. And then I was like, oh, I could just not smoke cigarettes. Like that could be also a good idea. Like I don't need them. <laughs> so yeah, that's something, but then I'm also like, mm, that's like a little bit of a push, push pull. Like I'm a little torn about it. You know what I mean? um so but yeah but it has like it's I mean it's gone from like if if 2020 2021 was at it's like peak at 100 percent you know I'm at like 15 20 percent now which is just crazy like like my scalp is totally normal like I do have like regular random dandruff because I am an overthinker and I think that just just what happened I have just accepted it <laughs> um because if I just worry about it more it'll probably just get worse um so I'm like that's just me, but it's not like the thick, like mm. scaly skin that it used to be. And even on my, even on my um, elbows and knees, like it's like, it's like thin, thin little pieces of like dead skin, as opposed to like when it was really bad, it was like these like thick pieces that were very serious. So yeah, I'm, I, I love it. And I also try and tell myself like not to, like, I, I'm basically, I'm like, I'm in the healing, like I'm in the stage now like I don't need to be concerned about like figuring it out too much more I'm giving myself a mental break from investigating and detectiving so um that feels really good too and I think it does help oh amazing I but when you shared that in our in our Monday class in language of adaptation about just like you know because the conflict when is it resolved like when it can't happen again and you mm -hmm. get it on that deep level i love the example you gave us like i know this is my hand you know like mm -hmm. there's no question in that moment in the closet where you're just like i know i won't be in that situation with those people like it, it can't happen again i live mm -hmm. somewhere new my lifestyle is different i'm a different person and right. that you know and this is just that kind of profound shift of the difference between knowing about it because you knew about it and you knew who right. it was about and like you had so, some of those pieces and that's where, you know, people can get maybe discouraged, you know, or like, oh, well, GNM, it's too hard or I can't figure it out or I don't know what the conflict is. But well, that's the thing is like back in the deep parts of your psyche, there's a part that's like she this could happen again. She could mm -hmm. be that could and so the tracks stay very active and you know it's very sensitive to reactivation but when mm -hmm. you had kind of that deep electric profound hey you know what this this actually can't happen to me again like that the program and the electricity and like that healing just like restoration began and and you can't fake that and you can't yeah, you know pretend exactly. to, to that there has to be kind of this deep profound release acceptance and a full seeing you had to see the full picture of what it was and who you were and why you were there and where you are now and it's like oh when all the pieces come together it just falls away which is super cool and I do think you know obviously like as far as like little tracks and the smoking and the little you know the little things there's you know there's always still like maybe a little more work to do around some of those details but yeah to go from 100 to 15 percent is enormous and just that and now you kind of know now you have the formula this is how it's done and you see the areas you're still torn you see the times that you overthink you notice you know the push pull that still remains with the smoking and you're like there's conflict there and i love that you're just like in a place of acceptance and just kind of you know awareness and maybe i'll maybe i'll quit forever maybe i won't maybe i'll change my attitude it's like you're you're just kind of open and observing and seeing, you know, what the best next step is, which is life. You know, we don't ever have to, you know, the goal isn't to be symptom-free and perfect forever. The, the goal is to develop and evolve and notice our relationships to the things that we're doing and the substances we're using and how it's affecting us. And like, it's all right, what do I want to do about this? So I, I love just that vibe and that attitude that you have towards, you know, the remaining 15% and your, but your understanding of like, 
I I get it. I know why it's still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I think I one of the things that I really love about GNM is that it's such a comfort to have this understanding of my body so that like, you know, I do have the room to play. I do have the room to like be or do the things that I, that I might want to do on any particular day and be like, yeah, okay. Like maybe that will, maybe that will like affect one of my little tracks that I have about this, but I I know about it, you know, it's not going to, I'm not going to freak out about it and I'm doing it consciously with awareness and I'm okay with that. And like, I'm okay if I have a little scab on my elbow every once in a while, it's not a big deal. It's just part of being human. And um, yeah, like you said, like, it's not, it's not about being perfect and and never having any conflicts or never having any symptoms. And um, I'm trying to look at it now, like, phys- like physicality or biology. I'm trying to look at it now. Like I used, or like I, like I look at emotions and like, that it's so beautiful to experience like, you know, the, the breadth of human, human experience and like, sure pain and suffering aren't fun per se, but there is a lot to be gained from being able to get through those experiences. And, um, and I do think that, you know, having, I I was very lucky to not have a very, very serious or difficult, um, symptoms like symptoms or, or healing phases. But I do think that like, even just the, the like little bits that I have experienced, you know, like will give me that opportunity to like, if I, if I ever do come across like a really shocking conflict, you know, like I know I can understand like the importance of like finding a way to downgrade it and like knowing that accepting what's happening is like what's best for my body. And so it's just like, it's, it's really nice to have had this experience um, just because life is potentially long and lots of crazy things can happen. And And I used to be like, I was definitely like a previous kind of like mild to medium, mild to moderate hypochondriac, like little twinge in my body. I'm like, oh my God, it's cancer. I'm not going to die. Like, it's just every little thing. It's just, oh, what was that? A twinge in my brain? Like, now it's probably a tumor. And now I think it's funny because now I'm like, I might have been right about all of those times, but it turns out that it's actually okay. (laughs) I might've actually been totally right on that I did have some sort of growth growing, but then it was actually fine because it was supposed to be there and it was just trying to help me. And then it, and then it took itself out when it was, didn't need to be there anymore. So um, yeah, really cool. And, and that like the psoriasis thing was big. I also used to have like a bunch of warts on my hands for like years and years and years, like almost 10 years. And those literally all fell off with like within a year once I made the connections of what they were. What one of the one of the issues was working with infants and children because you know yuck I guess silly, and then the other was me feeding my cats cat food or just like touching yucky things. And Steve helped me with that one too, which was great. I think his thing was like, oh how funny that your wet sticky slimy brain thinks that wet slimy sticky things are gross. Like how how odd. <laughs> So, and that's funny. And like, I love humor, using humor to downgrade conflicts. Um, I think it's really powerful. So love that. And I use it every day almost. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I love that. Like the, just the perception you had, like a little bit of germophobia, a little bit of like, I don't want, you know, like touch, touching gross things and wanting to separate from it, you know, and, and when that's on and off and on and off, that's what causes a wart. And once you see the track, you see the pattern, you're like, every time I open this thing, I'm like, mm, you know, there's a little resistance every time, you know, if you had to change a diaper, it's like a little resistance. And it's like, oh, I am like, there's something inside of me. There's a reaction. Like you said, like the, that was a really funny example of like my wet sticky brain is having, is creating this sensation of when I'm touching that sticky, hilarious. And it is, it's like, how can I see this in a new light? How can I bring humor to this? How can, you know, conflict is resolved when it can't happen again, or when I can laugh about it and when I can do both, that's even better. And so that's super cool to just have, you know, warts fall off your hands because you're no longer doing something. You're no longer resisting something, some part, natural part of life. Yeah, totally amazing. I just remember being like, oh, there they go after being there for like forever. And that's another thing that there's very few answers to or about, or there, or there's either very few answers or it could be this, 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 it's like, or it's like, everyone has the HPV virus and it's just dormant in many of us and blah, blah, blah. 
crazy. So it's lovely. It's lovely having GNM in my life now. I think about it all the time. I love like um, watching, like I, I was I was on TikTok yesterday and there was a girl with a vitiligo on there and she was like telling a little, she was like, answering some common questions people have about it. Um, but she was basically saying, you know, like doctors don't know if it's hereditary or if it's something else and blah, blah, blah. And I thought like, wow, how interesting. I just left her a comment. I was like, have you ever, she said she developed it at 10. I was like, were you, did you feel like you were ripped away from someone or something that you love at 10? <laughs> so I'm like, she's, she probably won't read it. It's 8,000 comments on there, but if she does, maybe she'll be curious. So I just think it's really fascinating to like see things in everyday life or even like, like you said, like the little examples from like Little House on the Prairie or like, you know, watching a documentary that's like about a different aspect of this person's life, but then they have these other interesting elements of illness or whatever that seem to coincide with their problems. So yeah, it's, it's, it's super fascinating. And I love it's, I love being a detective um, in many different aspects. And so it's like really fun to be one in my own life about myself and also for like my friends and family, you know, for those that are that are open or curious, um, even if they're not open or curious, I do it in my own head sometimes. I'm like, let me see what's happening there. Mm -hmm. Still yep. conflict big time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like you, you, once you see the patterns, you can't help but connect the dots. And it is, it's so fascinating just to observe the human experience, to see- mm. Oh, like you said, nature only does what makes sense. And when we can see it, you know, it just allows you to feel the sense of peace where before, and I think most people have the sense of kind of fear or discomfort of like, ooh, you know, scary things outside of me can come and get me or something mm -hmm. scary inside of my body can turn on me, you know, and it's autoimmune. That is a scary idea. Totally <laughs> scary. Yeah. Totally scary. To, to think that there's just something wrong with me that all of a sudden, 2018, my skin said, we're going to attack you now. <laughs> my, the body, we're just going to attack ourselves and you're right. going to have these scales and there's nothing you can do but suppress it with steroids. It's like, that, yeah. it just doesn't, you know, totally. Like, how work. could that be the only answer? I'm like, how are we supposedly flying into space, but we can't solve a skin issue that's very common, fascinating, or don't even know what causes it fascinating to me the lack of answers in modern western medicine is just blows my mind it really is i mean if you haven't those listening just google the like what causes you know this or that cancer we don't know could be this could be, like there's there's no there's no or where does bacteria from where does tubercular bacteria come from where did it originate from they don't know they don't know and so, and that is where, again, when you are just even just getting curious about this map about GNM, you know, there is a systematic, biological, mathematical system for understanding all of it, you know, and this right. is a system to me, it just makes, there's not a system out there that makes more sense. That's more clear. That's more consistent every single time, you know, someone just posted recently on one of my things like, oh, I think that my eczema was caused from, you know, and, you know, too much of this vitamin. And it's like, well, what's the proposed mechanism? Does everyone who has too much of that vitamin have that symptom? Right. No. Well, exactly. okay. Well, that, you know, when, you know, Dr. Homer's system, it's like a separation conflict, the skin, there's always going to be, you know, an impact in the cerebral cortex. It's like, it's, it's always there. And so that's the thing to mm -hmm. me you know, and when I just check inside, it makes sense and I can see it. And so, you know, with those pieces, right. it's like, this uh, gives us more answers than anything else out there. I had a conversation um, with a friend the other day and I was like, just what, what makes more sense in general that there are a random unknown number of viral viruses and bacteria that are somehow perfectly attuned to a specific organ only and do something specific to that organ only or does it make more sense that that stuff is coming from that, that organ specifically and is there from the beginning and it's grown there for a specific job just like everything else in nature oh yes and that's the thing is like just asking these questions you know and 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 when we entertain what makes more sense you know, and we start actually believing in our ability. We don't like give it to just the sacred, holy scientist. Who am I to know who I, well, little old me, I didn't go to, you know, uh, pathology school. So I can't understand. Yeah, quit doing that people. What was that? <laughs> don't do that. 
Yes, I quit doing that, people. Don't do that. Everybody, everybody can find out things just like everybody else. Like you can do the research. You can be your own expert on your own body. Don't think that you can't be. Don't just trust the experts. Look into things for yourself. And then also like, yeah, I like, I like things that make sense to me. Like when something doesn't make sense, I'm like, hmm. Okay, like maybe, or maybe I'll think about it. Um, but yeah, I just I prefer when things make sense. And GNN just makes so much sense to me. And I do think it's beautiful because it really, for me, it was beautiful because it really bridged the gap between, you know, kind of more like spiritual, holistic ideas of medicine and modern science. And like I think it's really beautiful that he lived in the age that he did and he was able to use things like cat scans you know to actually look at someone's brain and show to the people in his you know field whether or not that they you know accepted it that like look this is evidence using like our modern tools using our scientific method like this is science this is modern science and like i thought that was really beautiful because i i do enjoy science as being you know one one way of explaining nature and i and i same reason why i enjoy math and like i think it's very cool and it's a very cool part of like being a human um and and being part of this like human consciousness experiment or experience or experiment um <laughs> but i yeah i love that it i love that it is it is a holistic approach because it is, it does consider you know the whole person your your body and your mind um but it's also based in science and you know like cause and effect and repetitive consistent results and i thought that that was really cool and um that's one of the reasons why i think it made so much sense to me and and why i'm i'm like i just took it and ran with it i was like i love it <laughs> Yeah. I love, I, yeah, I love that about you and the just, yeah, you just kind of consistently follow it and it is, it's bridging that like there, you know, there isn't a difference between the mind and the body, the mind and the body are one and science mm -hmm. likes to break things up to make it more understandable. And, and Dr. Hammer showed us how like the psyche, the soul, you know, mm -hmm. his, one of his first books was cancer disease of the soul. So this is, you know, deeply spiritual. It's the psyche. It's, you know, the thing, this, this consciousness that animates us, you know, but there are physical relays in the physical body and the systematic, you know, organization of the embryology and the brain and how it's all coordinated. And yeah, we can mm -hmm. use objective, you know, scientific tools to see how this animating spirit has been impacted by life, you know, because life is going to happen. And yeah, right. so that is the, the, the amazing thing about this is that it's not just like woo woo spiritual, uh, you know, your, your emotions affect your body. It's like, no, this is like a concrete systematic. This is the, this, this is the category. This is the tissue. This is how this tissue responds under this particular type of conflict adaptation. This is how it, you know, behaves in the active phase. This is how it behaves in the healing phase. This is how it behaves in the healing crisis. It's like, you know, you can look at it and it's, you know, for me, it's always been accurate. I've never seen an example talking with a person and not been able to find something in their life that corresponds to the symptom that they're having, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for my personal experience, my own physical body and everyone I've spoken to, you know, you know, we're still open. Dr. Hammer, you know, didn't probably figure out everything there was to discover, but right. I think he figured out a vast majority of it. And, you know, that's our, our little group and, and people who are, I think that it is growing and people are catching on to it. And so I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience because it's just, you know, it, it's kind of, it's grassroots, like individuals, this can't be given from the top down. That's kind of part of it. It's shared in brotherhood and sisterhood. It's like, Hey, look at how your body works. This is how it works for me. This is what happened to me. These are the insights I had. This is how I shifted. Take that and run with it. Like, look at your own life. What are the symptoms you're trying to resolve? Because, you know, we can't take this on faith. We can't take it on belief. We take it on personal experience and practice. And so go and practice with it, play with it, see, 
you know, just notice. And that's why, you know, hearing other people's examples and experiences is very helpful because you can say, okay, if I have this symptom, or even if I don't have this symptom, what was the insight that she had that shifted it? It was this release of just this deep knowing, hmm, what do I need? What's the dot I need to connect to the experience in my life? And once, once you start having these experiences for yourself, you're going to be just like <laughs> Vanessa and be like, oh, you just run with it. And you're like, yes, this makes sense. Yes, I see it everywhere, you know, and you can keep it to yourself and just wait for people to ask you questions because, you know, we can't shove this down anybody's throat. We can't say, because then it becomes like a religion and we don't want to, you know, and we, because this is objective, verifiable, you know, biological nature science, it's going to be there whether or not a person believes in it, accepts it, understands it, you know, whether they disagree with you about it, that's cool. Like the biological laws are just chilling in the background, doing their thing, whether or not we acknowledge them. But when you acknowledge them and you understand them, you can use them to your benefit. Yeah, very well said. And and I feel like that's totally true in my life. And I I reference your videos all the time. I reference the Learning GNM website all the time. Um, and I am just always, um, yeah, I think, I think having the, having the basic knowledge and just being curious and just being curious and like being open to things connecting that may not, that you didn't expect, you know, like you, you may be thinking really hard or looking really hard in one area. And then sometimes it just takes like being like, okay, I'm going to relax. I'm not going to think about that for a while. Um, cause I, I, I feel like that's kind of what happened with me. Cause I was feeling a little frustrated and I was feeling a little like discouraged. Cause I was like, so sure that I had figured out so much of it. And, um, it wasn't until I was kind of just like, you know what, I'm just gonna like not worry about this for a little while. Cause it's winter. It's like 16 degrees outside. I'm not going to be, no one, I'm not going to be looking at my own body. No one's going to be looking at it. Just whatever. Like I am tired. I want a break. And then I feel like, you know, that's kind of when those, those thoughts, those realizations happen upon me. And so, um, and I've had a lot of good conversations, um, with Jess from our class. Um, she has some similar, some similar symptoms and yeah, it's just really, it's, it's good to just like be curious and like be, willing to like not have everything all figured out right away and I do I agree with what you said not shoving it down people's throats is important I have had some experience with that and doesn't always go well and just I mean just like you wouldn't want someone else shoving their ideas down your throat you know so totally reasonable and makes sense and I have found that just living it my life just living it myself like being curious being open talking about things that have been happening to me and for me in my own life, that has spurred a lot more curiosity in other people than me trying to just be like, this is what's real. This is what's true. Like just, just living my life, being happy. Like occasionally I will post, you know, like, Oh, my symptoms are receding. And like, I haven't taken any medication. Like if you're curious, let me know. And, um, things like that. So that I've, I've, I've learned that, yes, I've had a lot better um, response and a lot better communication with people around GNM when it's, when it's them coming to me with curiosity. Mm, Yes. That's a huge key. It's just like, yeah, just let your life be the testimony. Let your life kind of speak the message. And then when the people are ready to ask questions and go deeper, you know, they'll, everyone has to be kind of guided on their own journey. That's like the problem with, you know, anything that's shoved down your throat. You're not asking questions about it. You're not curious about it. You're not coming to conclusions with your own mind. You're relying on an expert. You're relying on an external source. And when you do that, you just get used to doing that. And you don't ever ask the questions and you don't say, does this make sense in my own brain? (laughs) Does this follow like a logical course of events? Can I see how this leads? Like, it's like doing your work in a math class. It's like, does this actually add up? Or did I just get the answer from my parent? I got the answer Mm -hmm. from the expert. The expert gave me the answer. It's like, well, did you do the work? Did you actually go through the, you know, that that's when you actually start looking at conventional medicine, it's like your work doesn't add up. When I look at the math here, and that's even where they can get away with so much with, um, you know, peer-reviewed research studies. Did you read the study? Did you see what they did? 
step by step by step because who you know writes the conclusion oh i read the conclusion and if the conclusion is worded in just the right way you know we can get things uh the fda will stamp approval if we use the right words and we can you know and it's like but if you actually read it if you read the papers if you look at the you know supposed proof of viruses you look at the virology papers and you're like excuse me this actually doesn't prove anything you know, however, they were able to get it published. Someone got a, you know, Nobel Prize for it. And before you know it, it's just part of our cultural consciousness. And nobody stopped to, to question the experts. Nobody, because we just, again, it's a, it's kind of a religious thing. We look at the people in the white coat, mm. we look at the person, you know, who's got the, you know, the, the position of authority. And we just assume that they're legit. We assume that, you know, they're doing um, above board, really appropriate following a logical, you know, course of action, but often they aren't and often they're paid for and often, you know, they have an incentive to come to a certain conclusion. And uh, yeah, so that curiosity is absolutely key. And that desire to know for yourself, you know, um, and you can't, you can't, a person has to come to that for themselves. Like they, you just, you can't spoon feed that to anybody. That is a personal awakening. I totally agree. And that is, that's definitely what it was for me. And, um, I think I was, I was a bit lucky in that, you know, I did have, I mean, I was raised going to a regular doctor, but we didn't, we only went to our like yearly checkup and thankfully didn't have many maladies or illnesses growing up. So not a major issue. And my parents, my mom, especially was the one who, um, was in the house with us most of the time. And she wasn't big on like medicating. So, very thankful for that. <clears throat> um, but you know, they are still, they, both my parents are still pretty traditional when it comes to med Western medicine and like, uh, pharmacology. But, um, yeah, I was just, I was glad that I was curious enough to just keep looking. And, um, yeah, I think also, like you said earlier, you know, don't feel like, don't feel like just because you didn't graduate college or because you don't have this type of degree or maybe because, you know, because like you, it's hard for you to like read through like a, you know, scientific study or something, you know, don't let that discourage you or make you feel like you're not qualified to make decisions for your own life or your own self safety and health because everyone is. And, you know, there is consumable information on everything out there. So it's just a matter of, you know, do you want to go out and find it? Do you want to get curious? Do you want to spend the time? Because it can be time consuming. You know, if you want to, if you want to research and, and learn things, it can take time, um, which not everybody has. But I would just encourage people to, you know, put, put a little more faith in themselves because we are going to be our best advocate, you know, and we can't always trust that someone who is, saying or suggesting that we do something to our own bodies we can't always trust that they'll have our best interest our heart so I definitely would encourage everybody to like get curious for yourself totally awesome well thank you so much for that encouragement to everyone and for sharing your experience it's totally valuable and I just love you know seeing you every week and hearing about your insights and your experiences so thank you for you know hanging out with me and um yeah. Thank you for this interview. Well, thank you so much. I was so pleased and I feel so honored to be asked. And, um, and you've, you've just been like a huge, uh, part of my healing journey and I, and it's really amazing and wonderful. Like I remember when I learned about GNM and then I was like looking up who, what GNM people are around and I was like, Oh my God, no way. She's like my age and she lives in California and she's like, knows this stuff. Oh my God, so amazing. And then, yeah, working with you and Steve has also been wonderful. I love the language of adoption class. It's one of the best parts of my week. And um, just thank you so much. It's really great to know you. Awesome. Well, have a great rest of your day. How cool is that? How amazing to take something that has been chronically bothering you for years and to see it reduced by like 85%. This is such inspiration for anybody who's dealing with a skin condition, a health condition, something that you haven't been able to crack into and really having that moment. What does that moment look like for you of this can't happen again? A conflict is resolved when you can laugh about it and when it cannot happen again. Uh, ponder that, think about it, see what happens.
Uh, now I actually want to share a testimonial video from Vanessa for my 10-week signature program that I teach alongside with my partner, Steve, uh, called Awareness School. It opens on October 16th. Um, it's a Monday and classes will be every Monday at five o'clock Pacific time for 10 weeks with three bonus meetings. It's an amazing deep dive into the psyche, into your mind and how you create your perception of reality. It, if you're into this work, if you're into self-understanding and seeing how things are going on behind the scenes of your experience, at some point, I recommend taking Awareness School with us. We open the class um, four times a year as of right now, and uh, the fall class is always one of our favorites. So check out her testimonial and hear her experience in the class, and maybe I'll see you there. The reason I was drawn to Awareness School with Steve and Melissa was because I had worked with Melissa separately and after getting to know her a little bit and getting a little more familiar with her material, I had had some interpersonal experiences with my partner that um, made me feel like there was some work to be done not just in my relationship, but with myself internally. And what I got most out of this course was, as Steve put it in our first group class, was turning, going into the room, going into the switchboard room of your mind, the control center, and just turning on the light and seeing all the different switches and levers and buttons for programs that exist and that have been being run by your subconscious mind um, this whole time. And that was really powerful to me just since the very first class. And over the last 10 weeks, I've noticed myself really being able to slow down, um, being able to take notice of what I'm feeling and what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing. And that's been a that's been able to allow me the space to decide what do I want to do with these feelings as opposed to just having the feelings run me and run my life. And that's been a really huge change for me because I've always felt like feelings are valid, which I think they are because they're real and they're happening. But I never really considered like, what is this feeling doing for me? Do I want this feeling? Is this feeling serving me? Is this feeling going to motivate me to live my best life? And the material from this course over the last 10 weeks has allowed me to answer some of those questions. And while sometimes the question is yes, I, I do want this feeling, this feeling is serving me, a lot of times the question, is, the answer to the question is no. And um, that's been something really valuable that I've, that I've gained. And Steve and Melissa in general are just really awesome, fun people to work with. They're super genuine. They're themselves. They share their own interpersonal experiences with the class and kind of allow their partnership and their own individual experiences to help guide them, which is so awesome because it makes the class really approachable and really relatable. And I love the group setting. I was just blown away with how many other people's stories really aligned with my own and how many people shared things that really helped me figure out situations in my own life. And just being together with a group of people that want to make change for themselves for the better in their own lives so that they can be the best person and live their best life is it's just a really good feeling and it's really inspiring to be around. And um, I I couldn't say enough good things about this class. This this video could easily be 20 minutes long, but I'll try to cut it down. Um, anyway, I've, I'm just so thankful for the class and Steve and Melissa, they do wonderful work and I can't recommend them enough. <laughs>